You are in Ohio. Good luck, you and the guy. Just like Aiden Ross. Your meal makes me ash. You rest like I said, no. And it's giving he well. Wish I was sick, man. You're so fucking sick, man. But I'm baby crying. Not a wrestling. What the hell, mom, you and you? Does that mean anything to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but like that was hilarious. as a Radiohead fan that 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 really put a tear in my eye. Yeah, right. <laughs> Have you guys Poetry. seen these? Like this uh, is that was that Baby Peter Griffin? Griffin? That was Peter Griffin <laughs> singing "Creep,", Creep. but with the words replaced with Gen Z online. Buzzword, buzzword, yeah, like baby Gronk, Kaisen, I, <laughs> I heard baby Gronk. <laughs> that, baby that's Gronk. good. Have you guys seen any of those though? No, no, no. But I do love. I mean, that that's that was great. That I was haven't awesome. seen baby Gronk, dude. Honestly, no. They 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 like kind of. It's like a mixture of like I think it's funny and it also pisses me off <laughs> that like this is what comedy is. It's just. Changing the words to stuff that exists and just putting in random, random internet buzzwords. Like they've also got they've got th this one. I think you'll appreciate. I was in Ohio before I met you. I really too much and that's an issue, but I'm gonna shake. Got tell your friends it was nice to raise them, but I hope I'm never edge again. I'm at the door. I know it breaks your fam. Texting in Ohio and I'm still not Sigma. Four years no Libby, now you're looking pretty on Aiden Ross with you And I, I, I can't risk No, I, I, I can't be So baby, hold me closer in the back skibbity toilet That I know you can't afford Got some eyes tatted on my shoulder Pulled it got right off the corner From that banner that you text From your roommate back in Ohio We ain't ever and mm. it like cuts off and says, we ain't never not the Rizzler. It's like, <laughs> we never where, not where, the Rizzler. Where are you bro? finding these? Is Instagram is like, you need to see this. Okay. That's Damn. really like. Instagram like <laughs> hand feeding you fire content. Not the chain smokers also be under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. But like one of the memes is just referencing the state of Ohio. <laughs> like it's not even that. like, it's not even a thing. A thing. Which again, it's like. I can't tell if any of it's this like, is real or if the whole thing is just... I think, like, the joke just... with referencing Ohio is that, like, a lot of, like, trashy shit comes from Ohio, supposedly. Like, <laughs> I don't... I don't know, like, I don't know, like... I don't know. Well, there was man, definitely, like, like, the, you know, like, average day in Ohio yeah. type memes where it would be some crazy shit going on, you know? Like, Ohio yeah, just seems right. like the most... Almost, like, the most typical American place yeah. to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like anything that's happening in the United States, it's definitely happening in Ohio. In Ohio, yeah. It's kind of like Florida, man. It's a little bit like Florida Man, but like a different flavor. Different, yeah, for no, sure. no, no, just a different thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Like if that's its its states kind of. It's like Florida Man's yeah. a guy who does crazy shit, and he just happens to be every resident of, In Flo Florida. of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> but Ohio is like a place where weird shit happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
All right, I've got one last for you guys, and I'll spare you the Gen Z ones. <laughs> okay. This one, for my money, is the best one okay, that so I've ever heard. Okay. okay, this one is at the University of Wisconsin. This is their like men's acapella group performing okay. this. I heard there was a secret yacht, the Rizzler played for Kaisenat, but you're not really from Ohio, are you? <laughs> or Ohio. Beautiful, like yeah. I'm like, damn, that's well performed. Dude, well, like, whoever's beatboxing the background was going hard, right? <laughs> like, and like the video is like these guys walking down like the stairwell in their dorm, like it's just three of them at the beginning. That I heard there was a secret, and they're like so serious, looking at yeah, the camera, and then they great. join in with the rest of their guys, and they're all yeah. like passionately going in, like oh, yeah. singing about Beer, baby Gronk just rising up, Libby doing. Dude, these songs have been like just a, an, a virus that has infected my brain. I'm yeah. trying to sit yeah. there at my computer, get work done, and I all I can hear is, is Baby Gronk just rizzed up yeah. Livy Dunn or Livy <laughs> Dune, whatever you say your name. Do you guys know what that's referencing at all? I mean, you, you, somebody else do you know who Livy Dunn is? I, I don't. She, I, she is a like internet celebrity from LSU. She's a gymnast okay. at Louisiana State University. And she's got like a huge following. Uh-huh. People like go to see her, like when she travels to compete and stuff. There's yeah. like internet fanboys who are like, Yes, Livy Dunn, we love her. And then Baby Gronk is also an internet celebrity, but he's like a little kid who his dad is being like, He's going to be the next like great Gronk. NFL player like Gronk, right? Yeah. He, and like they always make videos of him like doing drills and all this other stuff. Honestly, to me, it is a little bit like, let this kid be a kid, you know, yeah, don't force yeah, yeah. him to be don't the celebrity. Him. But there's like a famous meeting between him and Livy Dunn where she gave him a hug. And then the internet is like, what? Wild? Baby Gronk totally rizzed her up. And it's like a 17, 18, 19 year, I don't know how old she is, but she's a college student, yeah. right? And this kid and everyone is like, did Livy Dunn cheat on Baby Gronk? You know, like... <laughs> He, like, is he going to riz her up? Like, Is Baby Gronk going to decommit from LSU now that his girlfriend, Livy Dunn, is not like being rizzed Bruh. up by him? Like, is Baby Gronk not a Sigma anymore? Dude, uh, this whole time I thought Baby Gronk was an actual baby. <laughs> he was at one point. Yeah, I know, but, point, but, but I thought like like it was a baby that just looked <laughs> looked like Gronkowski. That's exactly right. Well, the thing is, there's a bunch of Gronkowski brothers. At one point, each one of them would have been Baby Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, this is Baby Gronk two. This is Baby Gronk. Right, you are right. technically correct. The best kind of correct. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot he also has a lot of. Yeah, and and then Skibbity Toilet. <laughs> God damn. Like now that I'm getting into my late 20s, I work with people who are, you know, a few years younger than me right. that may interact with the internet in a different way than me. And but one thing I've definitely caught on is they know what skibbity toilet is. 
So that's why I always tell them, like, if I'm listening, if I, like, mention an artist that they haven't heard of, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember what it was, somebody at work didn't recognize an artist that I was pretty famous, like Elton John or something like that, where yeah. I was like, how do you not know who Elton John is? Then I'm like, it's probably just because you only thing you listen to is Skibbity Toilet. toilet. <laughs> Which, do you guys know what that is? Coos, you definitely look like a guy who listens to Skibbity Toilet every day. No, I have no fucking clue. You have no idea right. what that is? Uh, no. I probably Tell do him know, about like, Skibbity Toilet. Yeah, please fill me in. Oh, I'm I almost, oh, I don't know what it is either. You don't? No. You don't know what it is being in the music industry, yeah, dude? Yeah, I thought like, you were like a big music guy. Didn't you just, just drop an album? Like, yeah, am, didn't but, you just drop an album based on the lore of Skibbity Toilet? <laughs> completely based off the lore of Skibbity Toilet. Okay, well, let me just... Okay, now I'm not being facetious. If you guys yeah. really don't know what it is... No. I, to tell you the truth, I don't really know what it is as much Wait. as... Like, <laughs> Well, hold on. I, I, I can tell you what I know I about it, but right. it's not like I'm a skibbity toilet expert. Yeah, give me give me the lore, please. But lore it's, like a, it's a Gary's yeah, mod. You guys know what Gary's mod is, right? Yes. Okay, yes. it's like a Gary's mod video that somebody made where this toilet in Gary's mod has a head coming out of it, and the head like bobs up and down and sings like this Euro pop remix song. Okay, and it went super viral, and they keep making more and more episodes of it. Where it's that same thing where it's like skibbity pop up skip. It's like going crazy and it kind of yeah. looks scary because you know how in Gary's mod you can edit their faces to make right. it do all this mm-hmm. crazy shit. And it's like these t- t- heads coming out of toilets that are like fighting in a war against people who have like a TV for a head and they like battle each other and like the skibbity toilets are like evil or something. But the videos are really short <laughs> and it's like really abstract, but it's like super popular as well. So that's why they're referencing it. That's why it made it into the <laughs> Gen Z zeitgeist strongly enough to be able to be featured there. So. Damn, does Ben really know more about what the kids are up to than you and I, Kuz? Yeah, I think so, dude. And I actually have, like, you know, teenage siblings. Well, so you're also crazy. Dude, dude ask your youngest brother out of the three, three of us. I, like, uh, yeah, Kuz is, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's the youngest out of the three of us, I am too. the youngest out of... Okay, oh, hold on. Well, I can younger. argue... One year, dude. One year. What? I can make the argument that you're actually younger, Nick, even though you're older. Uh, even though I'm actually <laughs> older than both <laughs> you guys? Uh, Listen, you might have a that, year on me, okay? Yeah, well, that's like, the thing. Exactly. Not, not to make it sound like you're such a... Ch- like, like, you're just a year... You're the youngest only by a year, but... I feel like as you get older, the difference in your age, like, kind of flattens. Yeah. Oh, where, absolutely. Like, I feel almost the same age as anybody from like who's 27 to like 32 yeah no no, no right? absolutely. like or you maybe even widen that range right so that's just how i feel being like as you get older the difference between being like 22 and 19 i feel like is huge massive compared yeah. to like 25 and 28 28 yeah right? yeah, yeah. It, it like drops the like, well especially when, when you hit 25 you're you're, you're post early 20s you're you start go, i don't know at least for me you start going through your own um, it's it's not your that, own arc. It's not midlife. Saying? It's quarter life. Quarter life crisis. Kind of. <laughs> is it a crisis? It's not a not a whole. It's not a whole like existential crisis, but it is. It is a, a thing you do go through. <laughs> well, to I, be fair, like I can relate a little bit because like when I was twenty five, I I was uh, working that like help desk job, and I hate it. And I was like willing to almost do anything to get out of that Besides help desk that. job, and like. Yeah, that like led to other like decisions getting made and like you know, that barreled into other things happening. Yeah. And like it all worked out for the best, but like it was a path. Yeah, like I I understand what you mean though when you say like when you hit 25 like you just want like you at you the very change. least you want change. And and more well, doors open and when I, and, yeah. and for and I can only speak for myself at and like when I was 25 I was still working on this album. 
that I just put out. Right, and, right. And uh, and it was, it was a long time coming, and now it's out. I'm like, okay, and now there's like there's a change because I I feel more of an introspective uh, look at it because I'm like, whoa, okay, like I finally I I actually did do some changes between 25 and currently 28. Right, right, and I guess just everybody has to start defining themselves yeah. on their own once they get out of like the system that where it's like okay the next thing is this the next thing is this mm-hmm. like right. you go to kindergarten then you go to preschool then you go yeah. to elementary school and then you, you go, go to, to college you go to high, high school, school. then yeah. you go to college and then you get out of there and it's like dang okay what do i now i have to define my own path and mm-hmm. honestly if you go to college and then you get like an office job you almost keep having that path because they're like yeah. okay now you're a junior associate now you're a senior mm-hmm. and then your management and then so on and now so forth getting salary right yeah. right and you just keep yeah. going up but uh, you know switch switching careers or anything else like that before you know it you look back and you're like dang i have no idea what skibbity toilet is or baby gronk or who Libby <laughs> yeah. Dunn is you know what i'm saying and i think that gets back to your whole quarter life crisis nick where you yeah. you just you have like no lose idea. touch with what's him. somebody asks you if you've ever stuck out your yacht for the rizzler and and, and suddenly like, the what? world doesn't make sense and anymore. i'm like what? <laughs> I'm like, wait, the, the words aren't swag and YOLO like they were back in my day? <laughs> and doggo and doggo. Like, which Harry Potter house are you? And, <laughs> and I, you know, back in the day when we used to play, uh, you know, avocado toast, uh, the like video game, because yeah. that was what we were into. <laughs> Dude. I, and also, well, back in the day, there were also like such specific rappers. It was Drake. I mean, just, these are still people who are still exist today, but they're just not as insanely relevant because i keep hearing about other new rappers i'm like i've never even heard of these people <laughs> yeah. like, back it was Jay we Cole, are just Kendrick seeming so Drake. old right now where yeah. we're like there used to be all the artists that we knew but now there's artists we don't, don't know, know at all <laughs> what <laughs> happened we already Straight had up. all the artists we needed we didn't need anymore well, it's just like i, I <laughs> think it, this it was such a change because um i feel like most musical artists or like you know most of the popular stuff stays popular for a very long time but every like the uh, past what happened five years, to the beef between drake and j cole well the i think you've you, you are onto something there nick i i it's not just us being like oh we're, we're old, old now. yeah no. i do think that the internet has like re, like made the metabolism of the general public for media and culture yeah so much so faster much more. Yeah, where yeah, things yeah. do not stay out there as long you, you something happens everybody knows about it and then it just churns more through and you're on to the next thing yeah, yeah totally yeah. i agree with that but, and and it's and it's it's you know it's the internet it's it's all the different forms of it it's um i'm just like you know using examples here tiktok youtube all right. these different things have more and more just new tre- viral like like just not just trends but trends or exactly what you said media all these things they just keep on bumping out more and more and more and then there's there's references loosely based on it and then it you know even baby gronk and whatnot is its own um example of how one thing can be can snowball right and become uh, it's a uh, come up completely other thing that it's it's like ba- like baby gronk i'm just like using that. <laughs> well i guess it's two things it's one we're consuming yeah. stuff and it's constantly evolving at a much faster pace than it used to. But also, we're more granular uh, and, and atomized than ever yeah. because I might spend forever getting into some niche internet culture that you guys never heard of and will never hear of. Sure. So, I, I, to me, I'm like, wow, remember when, you know, the, 
being a Sigma like Rizzler was everything, and you guys <laughs> yeah. are sitting here like, what the hell? What? I've never heard of this. Even though from my perspective and my media consumption, it's like literally everything. It's everywhere. Well, yeah. Hold on, I know what like being a Sigma and being a Rizzler is, but like they throw. <laughs> but like hold whoa, on, whoa, but then whoa, you whoa. throw like, I, baby Gronk. I have a degree. Like, I associates in Rizology. I uh, I went to college. Okay, I went yeah. to college. <laughs> the, the University of Rizology. Okay, like listen. Which, um, but then you I throw like, like baby Gronk and like skippity toilet, and then like <laughs> that's where like I you like lose that, me. My dude. favorite thing about this is making people say skippity toilet. Like nothing sounds more nonsensical and asinine than skippity toilet. Makes you think of um that rapper Froggy Fresh. Yes, so yeah. making me think of all those different like who. <gasps> You don't remember Froggy you Fresh? Remember Froggy Who the Fresh? fuck is Froggy? Do you remember him as Krispy Kreme? That was his yes, original name. Yes, I do know him. But then well, Krispy Kreme Donuts made him stop. Well, back when I played himself. in a oh, pop punk band, my, my lead guitarist was like obsessed with Froggy Fresh. Right, yeah. Froggy Fresh is good. Yeah, he was good. weird, though. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The, the one, um, it's not really a parody rapper, but the one like like rapper with an interesting name right now is Young Gravy. Like He's one yes, of the big yeah. ones that are... I feel like it was Weird Al, <laughs> then Lil Dicky, Yes. And Young Gravy. Not to say that they're literally the same as each other, because they're not. They're not. Weird they're Al's all... a parody artist. Lil Dicky is like a white satirical guy rapper kinda. who's kind of satirical, but also is also like, something? low-key, I've got game, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. and especially, he just put out a, a new album that's the like the Dave soundtrack. Right, so right, from his the, show. From his show, right. Dave. It's called Penis. That, and that's always been his thing. He's like, I'm Lil Dicky, like, haha, I'm funny rapper, but yeah. also... There's I'm better than everybody else yeah. at being a rapper, yeah. which I respect. And then Young Gravy is more like I I don't know as as well as Lil, I know Lil. Dicky, I just know that like, one song, he, Betty. That's like yes, the, but that's the thing. He's like I'm good times, like yeah. I'm I'm wild and fun, mm-hmm. and I'm also a white guy rapper. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's cool to see that. Um, and that's and you know, hip hop. Young has, Gravy is also kind of a ridiculous name. Oh, let's yeah. be honest, a lot of rappers have. Wild ass wild names, names that it's like These really days, that's yeah. your name like, that's yeah. that's been the case the whole time though. i mean if i was a rapper i'd i'd, I'd choose a crazy name like, like my what? name is nick i'd probably go by nick nitro nick which nitro is, yeah which yeah. is um you know for the listener who who's never seen small soldiers this is uh he's, he's one of the character one of the so, the toy soldiers name is named nick nitro i was like that's a dope ass name that's probably what i would go by if i was a rapper but uh, that's the thing i'm a musician but i don't do like rap so i was like i don't know if if what I would do musically as a rapper would exactly match that name. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> know exactly. Nick, you should do like an album where you like lean into like the hip hop rap game uh, and just call it Nick Nitro. Honestly, after this album that you just dropped, the your ability to kind of just shapeshift in whatever genre you want makes me think you could do hip hop. Uh, but so Nick Nitro would be your rapper name. Kuz, what would your rapper name be? Um, you got one that you kind of just got holstered at all times just in case you need to start freestyling? If I had to start freestyling, which I'm like terrible at, but if I had to, <laughs> um, I would be uh, probably like Booze Kuz. Booze Kuz. Oh, That's Coos. awesome. I Thank love you. that. Yes. I like that, That's yeah. 10 times better than Nick Nitro. <laughs> nah, okay. It's not better than Nick That's Nitro, good. but like it's something that like I've got in pocket that like, you know, if I had to like, you know, flex no, I like it. that. I like that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like historically and like virally terrible at freestyling. And it's rap. hard to freestyle, dude. Oh, it's really hard. It's just something you practice. It's like trying to. It's almost like anything else. Like if you don't practice it, of course you can be bad at it. You're That's right. Def- the no, first yeah. step at being great is sucking at. 
It's so true. That's so true. It I is mean, so that, true. That is because it, it's try. It's what they call trial and error. They, they, you know, they do call it that. I feel like the Gen Z has really been like on that shit. Oh, they call it that. Yeah, they've been like Sigma, you know, <laughs> and Sigma Davy Rizzler. The, okay, and the trial and error and and and, and, and <laughs> skibbity toilet. <laughs> skibbity toilet. Skibbity toilet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> baby girl, uh, baby girl, right? See, you guys are baby getting girl. it now. This is my my brain has been infected with these things. Now I'm just uh, spreading the virus to you. Yeah, oh, God. no, it's okay. Yeah, because because you know that it, it's still something that's fueled by again. Just I'm just using TikTok as the big one because that's what this most is all of the youth fault. is on right now, right? Um, but TikTok itself is such a zestful. Um, cause it's just, it's, it's the internet, it's internet based. So it's, you're going to find just so much different. Would you say community. it's a, would you say it's a cesspool of scum and crime and villainy? It, truly, it could be the truly internet? one of the worst places in the galaxy. The, um, the internet? Is that what you're saying? The no, inter- tic- well, TikTok, I mean, obviously, okay. First of all, obviously the internet. Yes. But like without, <laughs> you don't even have to like ask that, but like I was talking more about TikTok, TikTok specifically. specifically. I, like, I think, I mean, TikTok, it's, it's. Just like the internet, where it, it where it's just it, 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 there's different communities you can find. Through. I also right. was just trying to make a Star Wars reference, so like, please, please feel free to not. Like, I, go I deep. figured that was. A, I mean, it sounded. It definitely stout, sounded like that. Yeah. Was, well, was TikTok happening. is just like any other internet community or platform where it's like there's good and bad there. Yeah. And like Java's uh, Palace. It just depends on how well, what okay, happens to you when you go there. You're right, because you could always like try to hit the Gronk on your way to like getting the Riz to like hit your girl. <laughs> Dang, this guy Hit just got grog. 10 years younger right in front of me with his Dude, like mastery of Gen Bay Z terminology. that grog, though. Hey, at least see, like, see, we're not Bay from Ohio. is not Gen Z, so you just outed it's, yourself as millennial. Dang. Dude, go uh, back to Ohio from whence you came. Yeah, Gen Z. This guy's Gen, Gen Zers, Gen am Z, I right? right? Yeah, well, I mean, again, young, youngest man in the room representing. Dang, yes, definitely. Dude. And I'm not even Gen Z. Um, I just, I just know how to become the Rizzler. Yeah, so. nice. All right. Well, you're definitely the most Gen Z of the three of us. Totally. But um, um, getting back to talking about music, the reason we're even all together right now is because this is kind of a momentous weekend here. We've got, uh, you know, Nick is in the building and his album at long last is out. Yeah. A universal how does contemporary. It, yeah, that's right. How does it feel to finally have that kind of out in the open, you've been holding on to it for so long. It it feels unreal, um, especially uh, so. Today is um, January twentieth, twenty twenty four. The album came out yesterday, January nineteenth, twenty twenty four, and uh, so it's already been out just a day. And uh, the reception I'm hearing from the, the folks that are listening is has been amazing because um, specifically currently, you know, when, when an album comes out, this one's twelve songs. People are gonna be vibing on one song, and then they listen to it more and more, and they're like, "Okay, now I'm vibing on this one." And it, so it's cool right now because people are vibing on w- one of the songs that that's on it is the one that I wasn't sure if people were gonna like it because it's just so strange, and it's the vocoder one that kind of starts off with no rhythm. It's called uh, Enceladus, which is um, one of the moons of Saturn, um, and I kind of I wanted to give it like a space feel. And yeah, right now, like all my good friends who are listening to the album, they're like, right now, that's the one that they're like, I like that one the most. I'm like, wow, that was the one that I wasn't sure about. So it's cool being on the other side of it, being like, well, I don't know if they're going to like it, but we'll see. And then they, and then finding out they do actually like it and figuring out what 
parts of what songs are their favorites and whatnot. Because taking risks pays off. Yeah, right? well, I think especially what I'm learning. Uh, it's twelve songs, three of which have been just singles that are already on the streaming services. But it feels good to have a also like they're still part of the album, so it's it's all a cohesive, complete part of a art work i'd also make the um, argument that like those songs that are already like out there and they're in this album are like sort of remastered in a way yeah like oh, i think they're better than like the single versions that you've like put out my like, producer definitely like remastered up. them yeah. again and and they sound dope and it you know it still i'm glad those singles are part of it because it yeah. still really helps the whole album flow the well. album version is spectacular um i really um yeah no it feels good to have this thing out there, especially because there's just different vibes on it, and and the main takeaway I'm trying to have people take from it is that you know it's my first, it's the first one, the first album, so I wanted to give, I wanted each song to be its own thing, and I wanted to kick off my discography with um just different indie sounds, different stuff, so that even if you're not the biggest indie fan, you can still find a song on the album that's like yeah, I do fuck with this, I do really like. The way this one sounds because I have a song that I wrote back in college that's loop based, and uh, so hearing uh, like a lot of our college friends um, find out that that song is out there, they're like, "Oh my gosh, Nick actually kept this song and made it, and and finally put it out into an actual official song." So it's cool hearing all the different reactions on it, and I'm, again, I'm excited to see more people listen to it and hear what they think of think the of songs the they haven't songs even heard yet. Heard yet. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad So gallantly streaming The rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in Land of the 
It's really exciting. Uh, it's it's magical. Thinking dude. about it in the sen- like the sense of your discography, and this is just number one. Yeah. Are you already working on number two? Is um, uh, I mean, yeah. I it, it's cool because especially because I was working on this one that just came out for so long. I've I've been sitting on the what was written already for so long. I've just been writing new more material just since then for years and years. And will that's it be another? Similar. Five years it before we see another album? will not. It definitely will be more. I, I just, you know, once you're in the industry more, longer, like like, like, uh, like I've been, since I started working on this album I just came out with, I've been able to learn more and figure out how to make things quicker and cut corners and whatnot. Well, well necessary corners. I no, mean. I hear you, but like fast track it. So yeah, it's yeah. Like you've yeah. learned lessons. It's more streamlined. Well, I don't want to get uh, too ahead of ourselves looking at the second album. What comes next? You've dropped the album. What Do you just let it? Like, I, sit out I, I there. It, What's going? So next? I'm letting it settle for a little bit. I'm I'm just letting people listen to it. I just want to keep currently just like promoting it and doing advertisements for it and just be like, hey, keep listening to the album while while the public and the fans and whatnot and people are listening to it. I'm you know in the shadows working on the next one. I'm I'm my apartment is now where I'm going to be also um, recording my next stuff. Um, with my roommate um, who plays keys and uh, nice. we're going to be just making new, it's cool because I'm helping him with his solo stuff. He's going to be helping me with my solo stuff. And then we're just going to be kind of making stuff together for fun. So it's cool to just, you know, 2024 is looking really fun so far. Still, we're still in January and it's still, it, it's cool because I'm, I'm, I have a lot of cool just plans to just keep on recording n- the more new stuff. And just putting more content out there. Um, I'm really, really excited because the next couple projects are gonna be, or the, like the next album, and then the one after, like the the, the next like planned ideal uh, albums, um, already are in like starting to get worked on. And I I like the vibes and the kind of feelings I've chosen for the aesthetics I've chosen for those next future projects. Um, because this one that I just put out now is like. Again, it's the first one, so it's me going indie mode, alternative, a little bit of pop, and then. But I the the next few projects I want to put out are going to be more like pop based, specialized, kind of spe- specialized, more more um me ta- getting personal and whatnot. I feel like the next thing I'm going to be like talking about album wise will be me getting more personal and talking about myself a little bit more, um in a more emotional way because um, right now I'm I this album I just put out is like more standard and kind of letting the music speak for itself and I like I'll be doing the same thing with the next album but I'll probably keep the songs more simple and be able to talk on them more whereas what's coming out now is I'm letting the music speak for itself I hear you yeah. Nick, that makes as, sense as a question I can like put out there from the longtime fan are yeah. we gonna hear that like sweet dulcet flamenco music that i know you have in pocket <laughs> and like into a track is that going to be the ballad of something or another um i mean that may be something that my roommate and i work on together that may be something i do just one-off 
you know, that I release one off that's not on even on one of the albums. It may just be something. The, the, the fun thing about this year that I'm looking forward to is just continuously tracking, making more stuff. I actually just ordered a camera yesterday so I can start doing um, YouTube stuff. I, wanna, I would love okay. to do more like YouTube stuff because I want to start making my own music videos. I really want to start just doing my own kind of content uh, that also pairs with the music and stuff like that. I want to really get... Because that's what I'm inspired by musically is um, seeing my favorite artists come out with an album or a project and be like, here's a, a short film that pairs with it and whatnot. And I'm just using this as an okay. example. That's what Childish Gambino did when he dropped his album because of the internet. He came out with a short film. He came out with a script to kind of pair with the album. I was like, okay, it's all going along a certain theme and i kind of like i want to do that with my stuff well it can even be less effort than that too yeah. just because a lot of music goes viral on tiktok and then yeah. that ends up bouncing back and kind of promoting the artist organically right mm -hmm. like i could see somebody doing like a you know like i can see your god and the polaroids Dude, yeah. i was overjoyed to, to be your rizzler <laughs> It writes itself. Yeah, it totally, no, it, yeah, no, it absolutely is. <laughs> the young generation cannot be stopped. Yeah, dude. No, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm excited because I just have more and more music, and it's cool because my, my um, roommate has heard all these like final mixes before they came out um, on this album I just put out. And, but he's also heard the stuff that I'm like trying to track now, and he's like, he, it's cool because some of my music friends are seeing the difference between like the quote unquote old music that just came out and the quote unquote <laughs> new music that i haven't recorded yet but i just like have written and it, i'm sitting on it and uh it's it's cool because like even when i'm recording it i'll be writing even more new stuff it's cool to just and that's how i'm just using this person as an example because they're like w one of the biggest people right now is taylor swift and she she her foundation was always songwriting and songwriting and and when she wrote like her when she came out with her first album she still had her next two or three yeah. already written and planned. I'm like, I, that is it takes really... a lot of effort to get yeah. those things put together. Well, yeah. especially when you just have a, when you yourself are just a huge creative outlet and you just see creativity in the things you do. Um, and I feel like that's how that's, that is initially how Taylor Swift, like when she started out, that's what she was doing. That's kind of what I like to do. I just like to get creative and make things all the time. So when I get the chance to do that, it's, it's really exciting. And I feel like, with this album that I just put out now, it's cool to have um, the fans, which is really right now just like my good friends, but I, it's cool to hear them be like, this one's my favorite. I like the vibes. Yeah. I like the way this one sounds. Because it's also uh, getting to know what people like to hear. So, I see baby Gronk in the Polaroids, and I know I'm just a skibbity toilet. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I'm just a skibbity toilet. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> so if you want to hear hits like that, yeah, uh, yeah, check out Nick's good. album. It's it's on all the all the different places you get music. I listen on Spotify, uh, but a universal, a universal con contemporary. contemporary. How, where where'd you come up with that, by the way? Um, so that oof, that was this album was 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 planned like so long ago. Um. I don't know why, but that name just sounded cool to me. It just came to me. Um, I think it, it just came off the idea that I wanted to make a mixtape-y kind of album that's like all the... So what does that mean to you, a mixtape versus an album? So normally, for me, a mixtape is like something... 
I guess in technical terms, it's when like you're using samples and stuff that's like you're not paying for, kind kind of like what rappers would be doing on on their quote unquote mixtapes. Um, but what I mean in this sense with this album that I just put out is that like every song is a different vibe, and they're all it, it, it's giving mixtape because it's all these different emotions and different uh, feelings on one project that all speak for themselves. And so like one song on the album could be completely different to the other song on the album. Whereas the next few albums I'm going to, I want to put out, I want them all to kind of be cohesive. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel like, I guess there are some pretty different. It feels cohesive. Like, like the album itself that I put out now, universal contemporary does feel uh, cohesive to a degree. I just wanted um, it to have a lot of different sounds, though, and, um, and not just be just pop or just indie. I kind of, you know, there's a couple songs on there that sound kind of country-ish and Nashville-ish, and there's one song that's all vocoder. There's one song that is um, like gospel-y. There's one song uh, that's like bulky so it's cool to have all these different vibes i really liked actually in the album that there's kind of like a taste of everything and that's Mm -hmm. where i thought you were like coming up with the name from it's just sort of like this album can just be kind of used in almost any scenario kind of um and like there's like it's 12 songs it's 12 songs but like there's like a folk there's like folky songs on it there's an encoder song like there's stuff that like you can just kind of like jam to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff that like you want to listen to the background. There's stuff you want to like, you know, listen with your girl when you riz her up. Like, you know, um, there's just uh, you I'm can constantly just looking use for it. music to listen to with my girl while I riz, riz her, her up. up. Yeah, dude, um, you gotta funny. have a soundtrack to your life. Bro. Yeah. Well, anyway. I definitely. Um, it's it's just nice also to just hear the final versions of these songs. Um, I agree. In to me, sense. especially having heard them live so many times, the hearing the studio versions, version yeah. is like just a blast because they're so it's so layered, multifaceted. It's it's you see that professional quality come through strongly, and yes. that I think is a big shout out to your producer, uh, music by Drew. Big, uh, big like shout his, out uh, is his handle, but yeah, a Universal Contemporary. Check it out. New Nick, no, 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 new Nick Redia. Nick Redia. It's available wherever you get your music. So, uh, you know, there's something NDH, the artist. There's something uh, that I've been meaning to talk to you guys about for a long time, like almost 24 hours now, uh, mm. is <laughs> the Minecraft movie. Oh, yeah. I had oh, not yes. even heard of. Yeah. Nick actually said this. I think it was, no, it was two days ago <laughs> two when days you ago. mentioned this. You were like, yeah, the Minecraft movie with Jack, Jack Black, Black in it as, as Steve. Steve. <laughs> Which, to me, sounds... Okay, it actually makes perfect sense that they'd make a Minecraft movie because the new thing is just to take like a product that people like and, and make, make it movie. into a movie. I mean, I think we all thought... like The, the Super Mario movie did really well. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. And then uh, the Barbie movie like takes it a step further where it's like, this is just a doll that like, doesn't necessarily even come with like its own lore. Or sto- it does have lore, but you know what I'm saying? it's like, yeah. more a historic product as opposed to like an overarching storyline. Totally. But now it's like, you can make a movie at anything. Uh, anything like, yeah. I actually am definitely looking forward to the brawny paper towels movie that's coming out <laughs> later this year. <laughs> oh, the paper God. towels movie. Where they've man. got uh, Sir Ian uh, McKellen. McKellen? No, McKellen playing <laughs> the brawny guy. Oh my God, please. <laughs> 
And it like his, and like in the movie, his like his like the plot is that he has to like clean up the worst spill. That's right. And, like, they're like scientists make up this like formula that can't be like wiped up with paper like, towels. Nothing is absorbent enough for this spill. <laughs> yeah, and so like Ian McKellen as the Bronte paper towel guy has to come in and be like. Not if I can help it. It's Bronte <laughs> Paper Towel Man. Yeah, yeah. I was Magneto once. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, who makes uh, who makes Bronte Paper Towels? Who, who's what the, the company? Because they could come up with their own cinematic universe. <laughs> Johnson and of uh, yeah of of like uh, you know paper Johnson towels. Johnson and Johnson maybe. I uh, I don't think it's them though. I don't think it's them. I thought it was just the first company that came to mind. Let's uh. see. Georgia Pacific. Okay, I don't know what else they make. But. I don't know what else they make. Let's just call it Johnson & Johnson because there's more products that like, I can reference. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, th- th- bringing it back to Minecraft, that's the exact same thing. Where it's that's like, well, <laughs> even though Minecraft is totally like a sandbox environment, totally open world, there's no story, uh, really. Kind of, if they were going to make a Minecraft movie, they probably should have done it ages they ago. They made like, a like, separate video game that actually was just the Minecraft story. That's they how, did? Like, yeah, What's it's it apparently called? it's Minecraft story. Mode. Do you place your kidding me? Well, because going back to Nick saying that they should have made this a long time ago. Honestly, Minecraft is still just super popular. Like yeah? Minecraft is like video game Legos, where it's just yeah, always it in vogue. Yeah, 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 that's a good point. It's Which just something they've earned. That's always like on hand. I just think so. it's funny though having Jack Black be Steve. Dude, I had no idea they made a Minecraft story mode. Okay, so this actually kind of counters my. Uh, my argument against making a Minecraft movie because the Minecraft video game Steve is just a default skin. Yeah, like there's no character. He's even, you, and he doesn't have any um like dialogue. He just goes yeah. oh oh oh. <laughs> he makes that noise too yeah. <laughs> when he drinks water. So, so what? Yeah, it's like when when I had first mentioned that they were making that movie a few couple days ago and you were like wait what i was like yeah jack black's gonna be steve you're like wait what <laughs> well you know so, like, more absurd the- so wait is the movie about the the video game called the story mode version no i okay so i doubt it is but like part of like if minecraft like had a story without like the actual story mode the game because actually like gives it like a story the whole point of the game is that eventually like you get the uh the ender portal or whatever right and then you go to the end zone and, or whatever it's called, and then you face the Ender Dragon, and then you beat. And so, like, I'm assuming that, like, that'll be, like, the third act of the movie, is that they'll go to the end Ender Zone to, like, rescue the princess and then beat the Ender Dragon, and they'll get, like, the Wait, Ender Egg or something. I the Minecraft story mode is a Telltale game. It's, like, a point-and-click yeah. story mode thing. Is it I even Mojang? S- I-, I mean, probably not. I didn't. Well, see- didn't Microsoft buy uh, Minecraft yes. from them? They, like... They well, they didn't buy Minecraft. They bought Mojang, so. uh, right? But that comes with Minecraft. Yeah. That like the is this canon? I guess is my. I it's like a separate canon. Like if you like like Minecraft story mode, like it's its own thing. It's like a separate universe. Minecraft really doesn't have a story. It's just that like you can give it one. It's kind of like how Red versus Blue like isn't the Halo's like campaign. It's not like its actual story. Yeah, but, but Halo it has, its own has a real story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like, it, like Red versus Blue had its own like lore, right? Oh, but Jesse is the main character of Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, instead of Steve. Yeah, because it's 2024, dude. Like, you know, get your uh, privilege checked. Come yeah, but on. the movie they're making is about Steve. Yeah, I know. Again, it's a different like. Is it about Steve or is just Steve just in it? No, it's about Steve, and he <sighs> she's gonna be voiced by Jack Black. 
Which, like, after the success of Kung Fu Panda, like, why the hell not? Is it so. just Jack Black going, oh, oh? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Again, like, the story mode for Minecraft can be whatever the hell you want it to be. That, but I can tell you, like, in the third act, they're probably going to go, like, make the Ender Portal. And then Wait, but Telltale Games go, is gone. Yeah, they got, like, disbanded or uh, bought out or whatever. So Minecraft story mode isn't even available anymore. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. You could buy, like, the hard disk. Wikipedia says it's not available anymore. They, they took it off the marketplaces. Oh, well, then there you go. Like, I just know, like, Damn. somebody came out with a, like, Minecraft story mode, and then, like... Yeah, but that's not, the, not what the movie's about. No. Okay. No. So back to my original argument. There is no story to Minecraft, so what are they going to do with this well, movie? like I said, I don't know, like, what the first two acts will be, but the third act will be, like, going to the Ender Zone and facing the Ender Dragon. Well, also on Wikipedia, it says that the story of, like, the Minecraft film, like, it just says, like, what the plot synopsis is, the premise. Okay. A teenage girl and her unlikely group of adventurers must save the overworld after the Ender Dragon sets out on a path of destruction. So that's pretty much, you know, down the middle. Is Jason Momoa going to play the Ender Dragon? I have no earthly idea, dude. He's in it. He's listed oh, on, he's the, on the cast list. Yeah, okay, I can well, then see there you go. He thing. probably will be. Like, again, I have no earthly idea. I know nothing. I just think it's silly to, like, okay, yeah. not silly. I think that it could go two different directions. One where they just try to make the video game into a movie where sure. it's like, look, I did, you know, water and lava. Look, I and I have my sword. sword. Yeah, yeah, I got a sword and I killed a skeleton. My diamond sword. But then the other one could be more like in the direction that like the Lego films went sure. or any other movie that's just has its own purpose its own thing, yeah. beyond just being a representation for intellectual property. Because that's what made the Mario movie so hollow was it was just a commercial for Super Mario. It was like Space Jam 2. It, it was like Space Definitely uh, more okay. palatable than Space There's Jam 2. Space yeah. Jam 2 but Space Jam but still, worse. ultimately feeling empty because the story itself was not that good. It was just sure. like, remember Nintendo? Remember Nintendo? Remember Donkey Kong? Kong? Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. Dude, like, th- that is the part of the Mario movie that I actually think is funny is Donkey Kong because it just feels so out of pocket having Seth Rogen beat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like I love Seth, I I, I adore Seth Rogen. I love I was Seth like, Rogen. What the heck is that casting? I love Seth Rogen, but like the fact that he like refused to try to like do like a voice or whatever, and try to like differentiate his like you know make a Donkey Kong like voice and kind of make it his own thing. And Jack Black's in that too. Jack Black, well, <laughs> yeah, but like Jack Black isn't okay. That's what's really funny. Jack Black is Bowser. Like, right. He was, he was um, good. And like Jack, oh, dude, but like Jack Black like leaned into it. You know what I mean? He didn't j- like, he puts like the gravel on. He'd be like, I'm Bowser. Yeah. He sounded different than. Yeah, har, so. har, har, har. Yeah. Yeah. Except when he was singing. Jam with me. Yeah. When he's singing, peaches? it's pretty, it's pretty normal. But, yeah. It's pretty much Jack Black when you, when you hear him sing, but. Well, um, cause like when you hear him sing, it's just basically when like Jack Black kind of like eats the mic. It's like, ah, I mean, like the, he just goes into it. Again, the Minecraft movie was just one of those absurd things that that ben didn't even know like existed until i mentioned it, it, it it's kind of like i didn't know how um at the same time because i i met i mentioned it when we were watching some uh the office super fan episodes which i it was another absurd thing that i didn't even know existed and i'm the one who's peacock yeah i've been watching we were watching the office on this guy's 
uh, Peacock account yeah. for like a year now. <laughs> yeah, because I think you did a podcast on uh, Jurassic Park or jo- yeah, it was, it was Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park yeah. yeah, and so we used by Peacock to watch it, and I just say signed in. So you've been you know, but I I didn't know that they put the like basically the deleted scenes that they cut for time. They kept them on those super fan episodes. So we're watching, you know, these super fan quote unquote episodes that are on Peacock, and we're seeing so many scenes. I'm like, I don't remember this at all in the office. And just like one example is um, like in the episode, uh, one of the episodes we we're watching, Michael Scott's talking about how people will say he looks like Paul Newman. And uh, they're like, and he's like, you know, and, and because of that, I, I actually make my own salad dressing. I, t- I take Paul Newman's ranch and Paul Newman's Italian and, mer- and mix the two. And we're like, okay, that, like that's a funny little like like joke and bit and whatnot. Well, he sa- he doesn't just say that he mixes them; he says he mixes them. T- he says, "I'm just like Paul Newman because I make my own salad dressing, and the way I make it is I take yeah his these two other existing salad dressings, <laughs> mixes them together, and, and then he them. sells them at the farmers market for a loss. <laughs> it's like, damn, what a terrible business sense Michael has to lose money." On a product that's not creative at all. <laughs> but then later in the episode, <laughs> just subtly, Michael is eating a salad, salad. W- talking to Jan. They're not focused on what they're eating. They're just talking. But you can see at the bottom of the screen this jar <laughs> of, of salad dressing with Michael's face on it. And we paused it and we were like, what is that? And, we and we're looking at it and then simultaneously we both realized what we were looking at. <laughs> we're like, that's the salad, salad dressing. dressing. And we're like, oh my God, this is like another like you know, fun, uh, you know, Easter egg in the, it, that is the super fan episodes of The Office. We're seeing all these different extended, di- like, dialogue moments. And I'm just like, what on earth? I have not... It feels like you're watching a whole other show. It's why we had to watch... Yeah, it's why it's necessary, if you're a fan of The Office, to watch the regular version, like, seven times through, <laughs> and then watch the extended cut, like, three or four times through. Like it's just, And then the super fan episodes at least three times. Well, that's what I was saying, the super Yeah, cut, the super, super fan, fan episodes, whatever. yeah. But yes, it, you, like, the office must be watched eternally <laughs> yeah. over and over well, It's kind of like what, what you're talking about. <laughs> office fans don't say, like, have you seen The Office? It's, do you watch The Office? Yes. Do you still watch the reruns? Do you, are you continuing to watch The Office? I mean, the, the Peacock is the house that that the office built yeah. The, yeah the, i don't think that nbc would have their own streaming services if they didn't have the a office. show like the office to like force people to be like okay fine the i'm not gonna be able to continue my habit of being addicted to the office <laughs> if i don't buy peacock plus well what's cool because like what they, they established themselves with the office but then they also have like the other shows that you they, hey we also made parks and rec we also made community briefly like all these <laughs> and 30 rock remember remember when alec baldwin was in our show i actually do really like 30 rock i just great. feel like Rock's the office is such a powerhouse in the like re-watching streaming game that they were able to be like you can watch the office there was a lot there was <laughs> a lot of matters. stuff in the office that made it worth bingeable and it like you know because you have Jim and Pam, you got Michael, Michael. being fun. But, Michael! Okay, we okay. The three of us were Office fans, right? Uh, you like The Office? I mean, a little bit. You I think. Li- what do you Coos, mean, a little bit? I think Coos is one of those people that's like he likes it, but he does think people overhype it, right? Am, well, am I right well, in saying that? Well, Coos, have you seen The Office? Of course, I've seen The Office. Which means all I've of seen the all of it. You've seen all of it. How okay. many times? 
at least twice. At okay? least twice. Yeah, okay. but like, listen, I don't need to like rewatch The Office religiously as like compared to some people. All right, like I. <laughs> well, I was about to I say had enough. Okay, um, now I feel like yeah, I can't say this because I'm not in like good company. But no, you can I say think it. Nick okay. and I agree that everyone in the world should be forced to love The Office, <laughs> and if you meet somebody who isn't a total Office sycophant, you have to be like. You have to lo- you have to watch it more. You have to watch no. it more. No. That is the only way to get people to like a TV show that you like is to be uh, like really in their face about it yeah. and aggressive and, yeah. and, and emphasize how funny it is. That's and how, how I am about is. Breaking Bad. It's funny. It's really nothing funny. convinces people faster than having so many people be like, "Oh, you have to watch. You it. have to watch it." That's the best, and nothing makes it more like what, going you into live a show in Ohio? makes you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, dude, this Gen Z guy is just on Gen it. Gen Z over here, dude. I mean, <laughs> have you guys ever watched the Gen Z Office? There's oh, like this God. comedian on Instagram who made it. <laughs> he was like oh, Gen God. Z Office, where Dwight is like, uh, "Hey, bestie," uh, to Jim, and then <laughs> Jim is, is like talking to the camera. Dwight is not my bestie. <laughs> my bestie is Pam. My bestie. And then he's like, uh, he's like, "Hey, Jim." Get in here and watch the skibbity toilet with me. And he's like, okay, Minecraft Michael Scott. <laughs> I feel like I got to reference the guy who, who said that because he's freaking hilarious. Uh, I may have heard of this guy. It's honestly the guy who. Is it th- the guy that everyone's thirsting over to Matt Reif? No, no, no. I don't know. This, he's not, this guy's I mean, name is Tony Zaret or Zaret. People were thirsting over Matt Reif, but now people are like. We don't like Matt Rife. Well, we we can get into him in a second, but I just want to shout out Tony Zaret because he makes fun of like generational comedy where, or not comedy, but makes fun of like generational divides where he'll be like, right. oh, boomers be like, and millennials be like, Gen Z be like, and then he's like, people from the 1800s be like, and they're just dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Matt Rife, I actually don't know anything about Matt Rife. The only thing I've heard about Matt Rife is that he's like, whoa, so canceled. He's like uh, yeah. saying offensive things. Okay, but it seems like, like it's his brand. He's like getting attention by being, uh, you know. So well, he's he, also he had a, a lot comedian. of really, yeah. He's a that's comedian. just what comedians are always say. Like, the, right? The exactly. problem is that they're always getting like outed for doing their job, and it's like. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't mean that's necessarily what's happening specifically with Matt Rife, but I'm just like that's well. What, yeah, what's your take on Matt Rife? You 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 said that you were thirsting over him. Is no, that, I've heard that people there were are, people, but um, there were, Kuz was the one who was thirsting over him. Is what you're saying? He was one of the people. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, remember saying that Kuz is thirsting over Matt Rife, but uh, <laughs> I just know people in general at one point were, and now they're also not. And I like I've seen some of his stand up. It's okay. Um, it's not bad, but he's also not amazing. Um, I offer a differing opinion. Go ahead, um, Kuz. Yeah, as far as like Matt Rife, I've seen some of his like stand up, and it, I thought it was pretty good, just because like he's really good at playing with the audience, and like as a comedian, that's like a kind of a rare skill to have. But um, I think that like he had some like pretty good sets, and then he had one where he's like, "Okay, guys, like this one's gonna be like the out of pocket set, and like if you get offended, like it's just kind of on you." And then, of course, you know, the fucking internet, like, it got out there out of context, and now people are like, hashtag canceled. Go back to Ohio from what you can. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like, like now being a comedian, like, intentionally getting yourself canceled is almost a way to clout shark, because you're like, look at how I'm being silenced. Yeah, but, like, I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> like, the point of all comedians. Like, if, like, 
you should be able to say anything because we all deserve to like get a laugh and like listen. if people are telling you something's not funny then maybe like um you know you should listen to decide for yourself but right you know no, listen like, listen here's the thing if you're a comedian you're allowed to say literally anything literally anything and if you're funny you'll get away with it if you're not funny then people are gonna get mad at you yeah. that's just how it works so be funny yeah literally that's your job go out there and be funny and say whatever you want and as long as you're funny it and i matter. think that like with matt rife because i've like seen it like i think the the i think the jokes that people get like are upset about they just like he just has. Like, what are they this... upset about? Did he say that Skibbity Toilet wasn't like a good series or something? something I don't like know. That. that would offend me. <laughs> something like that. Did he say that Baby Gronk and Livy Dunn aren't like couples goals? Whoa! No, now that. <laughs> no, no, that no, no, I'm saying the heat, take, not me. Like, like, hot, calm down. Hey, whoa, whoa, let go of me. Whoa, let go of me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about Baby Gronk? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hashtag canceled. Uh, that's too funny. <laughs> um yeah i honestly, i'm just not interested like, still through this i'm not interested in matt rife me neither people just like, want to be well i, I now just like i'm not you know i like stand up but eh, i have to be in the mood for it normally i think it's just better live if you yes. go to a show yes. it's it'll be funnier because they have to like kuz is talking like about it's, it's like kind of a rare quality for them to be able to work with the audience yeah i feel like that's the quality to have if you're gonna be a stand-up comedian because yeah. if you go to a comedy club where it's like kind of smaller and more intimate they will Ro- yeah. like w- talk to you yeah. during yes. the show and interact with you and kind of like the whole job is to be able to negotiate with the audience. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say some Work out of pocket shit right. and I'm going to get you to like me for it. That's yes. the whole thing. That right. Whole but thing. like Matt Reif just does it like really, really well. But also, what like, does that mean though? Really, he, really well. He just well. knows he, how to do he, crowd. He does this thing where he says stuff and the audience laughs at it. No, well, okay. He's breaking ground no, as a it, comedian. It's, it's specifically that he, his thing is what I have seen is using crowd interaction. But, yeah, but a lot of people do that. No, yeah, but like, but, but he his, does it in a way where like, um, he's just kind of like, it's not like, it's really bad to say, just to really like boil it down. But he's like, dumb hot guy who's yes. also like really funny and yes. he can like work with the audience and kind of joke with them like for example <laughs> not, not there a comedian was... joking with the audience okay but like I mean, that's, the whole, that's what a comedian does <laughs> right, okay. a comedian no but his whole thing is definitely being like look like like i am hot i'm gonna flirt with you and it's funny yeah like, he's like, flirting with the he audience can't, okay he can flirt with people but like he's like like he has this one like joke or whatever where he's like talking to like one of the audience members and like their girlfriend is uh deaf or something and he's like oh well, i remember having like this like one deaf interpreter or whatever and like they were uh like signing my like jokes or whatever and uh you know she just was like going out there it was really funny um and this is a whole bit no. yeah yeah and i'm not gonna ask you to try to redo this whole yeah. bit but I-, I guess i'm just saying it sounds like the reason why he stands out and why he his, he's rocketing into relevance is because he was able to manipulate internet outrage to get himself more attention. He's intentionally said some jokes that he knew were going to set people off, and then it worked, and that's it. Well, it, it doesn't really set him apart in other ways. Because like he, I don't know, he's like he is. I think he's kind of like funny as a comedian, but like yeah. I haven't seen his stuff in forever, so. So he's yeah. been around for a long time then if he's a been, couple years. Because I what like, the what I got the impression was that he kind of this is when he's like arriving. No, it's it's like two or three years at this point. Like it's not like long. Interesting. Uh, but like I would say that like in the sense of like he's not like Dave Chappelle, like straight up like, you know, get like getting himself well, yeah. canceled like purposely. It's just like 
you know, he's like, oh, okay, listen, this one's like out of pocket. And like, this is the context of the show. And then people took like clips out of context because like, it's like, hey, Ah. look at this like funny like joke that like Matt Reif said. And it's out of context. And uh, people are just like pissed about it because they. But you're saying seen... in context they wouldn't have been offended. Well, yeah, because like you said, it's just him like joking around with the audience, and like. Right, but I what I said is that he's intentionally saying stuff to rile people up. Right, but like that's that's but... also like part of the joke is like because like the set is you know is like his out of pocket like this one's the one that's like yeah but this is like every comedian like... who's like this next one. I'm not holding back anymore. Right. And like the promotional thing has also, like the caution tape over his <laughs> mouth. And it's like this one, he's going, there's no he going went, back. Yeah. And well, what's his name there. again? Uh, Matt, Matt Rife Unleashed. Yeah, no, it's so funny. It's so true. No, yeah, I don't know. What's like, the, Uh Oh, did the, I go as there? The, yeah. <laughs> as the boomers say, dude, uh, all press is good press. So you just have to. As the boomers say, I love that. Toilet, I love that. I love that. Kuz is, is a is a middleman for both Gen Z and apparently the boomers the too. Boomers, <laughs> we must destroy the boomers. Uh, Fair enough. Well, unleash the age of the Zoomer. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> If you guys ever get texts from like when you're in a relationship and you get texts from someone who is like definitely thirsting after you, but they're not like obviously you're committed to somebody right now, mm-hmm. so it's like kind of like hey, don't be doing that. Don't be doing because I I maybe you shouldn't even be putting this out there, but that's been happening to me a lot lately. What I'll be, I'll be hanging out with my fiance. I'm like yeah. already put a ring on it. Yeah, and I'll get a text, and you know how iPhone is like it kind of tries to tell who's texting you even if you don't have their number. Yeah. Right. Of course, I've got it deleted now, but. It'll say maybe Nikki Haley, <laughs> and she's Bruh. like, "Listen, dude, Bruh. listen to this stuff. It's bad. It's bad because like I'm, I'm just minding my own. You're business. being a fee- uh, an engaged man, yeah, yeah. And like, I'll get a text, <laughs> and it'll be like, you know, hey, I'm about to take the stage in Lexington. Hope to see you there. It's like winky Nikki. face, yeah. And she sends me like, check out a link to my website." You know, I'm not saying? her I just, website. I know not her website, quote unquote. Dang. Sometimes she's just straight up, Benjamin. It's Nikki Haley. We're closing out 2023 strong. I'm like, back Whoa, off. We, dude, we aren't a, even a thing. Yeah, well, we aren't even a thing. And I'm a taken man, sir. I, I don't need my fiance to be like, who the hell is Nikki Haley? Right? Who's Nikki? Like, like Ben? <laughs> who's who is this Nikki Haley that's in your phone? I know, right? <laughs> That may be her, you know. She, why and why is she always texting you? You know, oh, yeah. at eight forty three p.m. on a Sunday. Ain't no way. That on is out of pocket. Ain't no way, bro. Like, listen to this one. Tell me that she isn't way out of pocket with this one. It's Nikki Benjamin. We're racking up miles in Iowa and New Hampshire with thirteen days until the first votes. I need your help now. Dang, dude. Dang. Dang. Okay, that's. Aggressive. Why? That's pushy. But I know. How many votes is she racking up in Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling. I'm just telling you how. I'm telling you how it is. Because if she's not, if she doesn't have a strong vote in Ohio. Then like maybe like she's fucked. She should just go back to Ohio where she came. I just yeah. She is from Ohio, and the other Akana is also from Ohio. Ron DeSantis, who uh, he also texts me. Uh, Dang, you can text by a lot of uh, politicians. Dude, but you know, it, it's exactly what Ben said. When, when they know you're taken, they're gonna that it, exactly. That, that yeah, I'm happens. saying when you're taken, I'd never back because you know 
few years ago, I never got any text from Nikki Haley. The last mm. time we did this whole thing, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I think it's I was single during the last uh, presidential. You, you do. I'll be totally honest. I was single during the last presidential election. I'm single during this presidential. Hey, well, election, I know a girl. Like- her name's Nikki Haley. <laughs> Maybe reach out to her. She's thirsting. Yeah, I guess so. Like, She's looking for voters, apparently. Yeah, voters. For some in quotes. voters quote. Not in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she's not wants really your vote. looking for. She, yeah, she wants your vote. Bro. She yeah. wants your votes now. I know. Yeah, Mr. Rizzler. Yeah, I know. It, uh, got Ohio baby Gronk uh, <laughs> Sigma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, <laughs> now that I've gotten that off my chest, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about. You guys feel good? I feel good. Yeah, I'm pretty All good. All right, well, check out Nick's new album, Universal Contemporary, everywhere you find music. Check out the Apple Chat live stream. Uh, we've got the VOD. Like we literally did like an album or a album wide track by track Listening. breakdown. We listened to them and kind of chatted a little bit in between songs. It was a good time. It was actually a That's blast. Fun. A very very good time. So yeah, so much fun. But yeah, I want to thank you two for being here, joining me on. Uh, this is just a, you know this is overdue. It's been a while since we've done this. So One another off script. Yeah. Book. Definitely. So, uh, it's been a while since we've done an off script. I'm so glad we got to do this. Thank you for having us, Ben. Yeah, thank you for hosting once again, dude, and having us in your home. All right. Well, uh, check out applechat.com for more, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have you considered listening to Affable Chat? <laughs> <laughs>